So, Mason League, welcome to the Soul Gigs radio show right here on Flow Radio. It's literally an honor to be speaking with you. Welcome. Oh, no. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much. Like, it's, it's great. I must say, you're looking very well. How are you? How are you, uh, how are you keeping? Uh, well, I've been, to be honest with you, I've been, uh, just today I got myself together. I had a little bit of a, a sad uh, spell for a minute. Um, and I just, like yesterday, I just came, it just came over me. Like, I'm just so frustrated because I really want to go back to work. I mean, we all want to, the world wants to go back to work. We want to go back and live our lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm so used to making music and making money and, you know, like, it's just not, the, this is not it. Whatever this is, I just can't handle it. I'm, I'm trying, I, I do everything, try to keep busy. I'm exercising more, which is good because I need to do that anyway. But I think for the most part, I'm just uh, trying to survive like everybody else. Yes, um, oh man. I mean, it's uh, clearly it's the same in the States as what it is in the UK where you all live music has been shut down since yeah. March of this year. Yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, for those without sort of secondary incomes, it just must be beyond challenging. Yo, it's it's so hard. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard not to, you know, I'm a hugger, so I'm, I'm used to being around people and hugging everybody at the, at the shows, you know, talking to people. And it's just like, I mean, it's just hard. I, I think I can't put it any other way. I'm just not used to this. Yeah, well, let, let's hope that um, the new year will bring new fortune and get back to some form of normality because, as you said, this is not the one. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not the one. But basically, if I can take you all the way back to the early part of your career, you were one of, an, uh, I think it was a three-way group of backing singers, Wonder Love. Uh, you sang with, oh, yeah. with Stevie Wonder and even down to um, appearing on the um, Jungle Fever soundtrack. So yeah. how was that? That is like amazing. Oh, that was like, I mean, the start of my career with Stevie Wonder was like the most amazing thing ever. I mean, because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so not too many people get to do that. I mean, it was just something that was, uh, it was magical. Yeah. Wow, wow, mm -hmm. wow. And I was working with Stevie, I mean, like so many artists that I interview have like, if I say to them like, who would you most like to collaborate with? <laughs> who would you like to sing with? And of course, Stevie is on everyone's list. So how was the experience? Uh, it was beautiful. He's a nice man and he's, uh, he's very strict musically, of course, everybody would expect that. So, but he's very also easy going, like, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know what people expect him to be like, and I don't know what I expected him to be like. I was very nervous the whole time. I mean, I, for most time, but because I had a kind of a connection through a, my my best friend who, who got me audition, it's kind of like I was able to be a little bit more closer to him as you know, as in a friendship vibe. So it was fun being you know being with them and, and hanging out with the band and and doing the um, the TV shows we did. We went around and did all the TV shows to promote the, the movie. So it was fun. It was all, it was never hard. Just easy yeah. going. I mean, there was times we waited like eight or nine hours from the country studio. <laughs> that was crazy. That was part of it. That was like, what is like, the, so the session supposed to start at three and it started like at 1 a.m. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. And I was like, and we just sat there, we played video games, ordered food, watched TV, you know, did a whole lot of stuff waiting. So crazy. That crazy. Was a so 
into the early 90s and you had a telephone audition which we all know now led to your collaboration with the with the british i'm going to call them a super group uh, oh yeah incognito you did tribes vibes and scribes and of course mm -hmm. the signature hit don't you worry about a thing Mm -hmm. How was that? I mean, you actually, at that time, you upheaved from the States and came all the way over to the UK to, you know, to perform yeah. with these guys. And it was still in the in the fledgling part of your career, really. So, right. I mean, was you just like fearless at that time? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been fearless in my life a lot. I think I trust God with everything. So I just kind of, and I had my family was backing me up. You know, they, they, you know, worked hard and sent me money to live in California and stuff. And But when I got the deal with Incognito, I mean, my parents were a little nervous. You know, I'd never moved out of the country before. And so, and I didn't know, I didn't know what England was like. I didn't know uh, where to go to eat food. I didn't know anything. So when I got there, it was such a culture shock. But then the culture shock ended when I went to, um, first time we took my, we went to a nightclub. Let me listen to the London sound, the British sound and all that kind of get the energy for, for, for being in London. And uh, the music was so incredible. Like, it, it was a lot of music from where I came from. Right, okay. And okay. So, so that was the most amazing thing, is that the love and respect that I experienced uh, as an artist and as, you know, just somebody going to the club and stuff, just listening to music. I mean, it was just amazing how uh, much the American music was embraced. And so it made me very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And when you come back to the UK and you compare it to what it was like in the 90s, is it like completely, is it completely transformational? Is it like... It is. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Let me tell you something. When I first came to London uh, in 91, uh, I moved... There was one... I lived in the, in the Docklands. Right. And there was one Asda <laughs> and there was one hotel. <laughs> That is it. Wow. And when I came back, I mean, years later, I came back to London, I was like, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> it's like a metropolis, New York City, put into inside one little town. I was like, wow, I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. so, so modern and brand new, and yet still has remained, you know, it retains the history. So it's just, you know, I, I tell you, if I could afford to live in London, six months out of the year, I would. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna make that happen one day. I might be old, but I'm gonna make it happen one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. As long as, but you wanna avoid our winter, right? Huh? You wanna avoid our winter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do I'll come in the sun in uh, y'all summertime. <laughs> summertime, summertime. You might still catch some rain, but uh probably a safe bet. Now, it's going to take me a minute to get through all of these albums, but I think it's necessary definitely to quote every single one. Self-titled debut dropped in 1995. That was followed up by album two, All My Life in 2000. The third album, Out of the Blue, 2002. Smooth Sailing, 2004. Uh -huh. Sweet Classic Soul, 2006. Feel the Fire 2007, 2008 Metamorphosis, 2010 A Woman in Love, 2011 Motions of Love, 2013 <laughs> Blue Velvet Soul, 2014 A Very Merry, A Very Mesa Christmas, I beg your pardon. Yeah. 2015 Back to Love, 
2017, Love is a Battlefield. Now, yeah, I have to write all that down because there's so many. <laughs> I know, you know, I just, it's so funny. I just collected all those albums together so I'm gonna put them in a the frame. Yeah. When you started out, did you ever think that like you'd be like on the verge of probably your, your 14th album? I like, I like what, what was the aim? Like when you put out your debut, was it just to like put one record out and see how it goes? Yeah, <laughs> I hoped uh, when I got the solo deal, in 94, I know, and I was like, um, you know, I just didn't know what was going to happen. I just, all I knew that I wasn't going to, even though I left Incognito for that short period of time to record that record, I just knew that, I just knew in my heart that I would be doing both forever. Okay. You know, and that's, uh, so, you know, it's, it's a great feeling to have a solo career where I can be the boss, but then there's a great, great feeling also to just come to Incognito and just be, you know, just sing and don't have to worry about any stress, no nothing, just just go and sing and, and, and that, so I get the best of both worlds. Right, right. Now, you you mentioned Incognito, and I know from the time that when I've worked with you, you've talked about your work in the Far East because you've been blessed enough to be able to tour with Incognito into the Far East. What was that like? Because this is still a life ambition of mine because I still can't get my head around soul music in the Far East. Ooh, honey. And, 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 they and, know and, it all. It's a big thing over there. It was, it was huge. I mean, we were at the point at the first, when we first started, I think the first, of, don't you worry about the thing, the Tribes Bible Scribes album, we literally had to have bodyguards. Wow. In Japan. <laughs> and that was my first experience. I, I just wasn't ready for all, <laughs> all these young, you know, Japanese people run up to me. And I was like, what's going on? And I didn't, but it was beautiful. I mean, it, it was so sweet, always been so sweet to me. In Japan, you know, it, it just been, it was just so fantastic to go there. We went there several times a year, wow. uh, back in the day. Oh, I would love to go, man. What what other spots over there? Is it like Blue Note or what other? Yeah, Blue, Blue Note is what, I played Blue Note there with them. Uh, they had a Billboard Lava thing, but I don't, I don't know if it's still there or not, but I know I used to play uh, Blue Note with them. Yeah. And we did like other gigs like, but Blue Note was the main thing. We do every city had a, you know, Blue Note we would go to and do like a tour. Yeah. What's your favorite venue to play in, Mesa? I mean, you've played in venues all over the world. And I'm going to share with listeners. When we, we did a tour, I can't remember the dates now. It might have been maybe 2014 or something like that. Uh -huh. 2015. We played a club in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. We were having a little bit of trouble with some, some it's a good club. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say the club, but it's a, it's a, it's a good venue. <laughs> but the sound engineer was, shall we say, having a bit of an off night. And I will, yeah. I will never forget, you just went a cappella. And <laughs> I'm telling you, you just, said, you just tore the, the venue. Oh my God. It was like, <laughs> honestly, your vocals, that is why, you know, you're amongst my favorite singers, honestly. Like, oh, your, you. but your vocals are amazing. You know, you, what is your your favorite venue and why? Wow, so many. <laughs> wow, you know, I miss the Jazz Cafe so much. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. But also here in the states, um, the Birchmere in okay. Alexandria, Virginia, is one of my favorite. It's like my home. I've been singing there for twenty-five years now, so yeah, it's uh, like a, a big home to me. Okay, and and what's that like as a venue? Is it you know, with London, we have these sort of high ceiling venues and. What's it like? Right. Is it very modern and sleek, or is it traditional? What's it like? It's kind of like a. It's really like a, a kind of like a. I only have these big 
kind of table. It's it's a uh, I think it's a traditional club. Like I can't explain it, but it's like it's like a tradition. It's these five hundred people. Okay. And uh, the stage is great. They have great lighting, and you know they have like a like really like rock star lighting in there. <laughs> kind of okay. stuff too. So okay. it's real cool. Cool. What keeps you inspired after twenty five years and on the verge of now your fourteenth? studio album what keeps Mesa Leak inspired I think for the most part uh life everything around me the good times the bad times people that I encounter on you know when we were doing shows at my shows uh people on Facebook or on social media I get inspired by my son I get inspired by just I think just living every day just basically trying to get through life okay all right <laughs> You've decided now to part with uh, your long-term label that you've been uh -huh. with for many years now. Your next project will be your first where you're going to own all of your masters. Yes. How momentous an occasion is that for you? It's huge for me because, I mean, I'm scared. I mean, I've run into trouble because COVID, like I had enough work this year to pay for my first album. Right. Uh, because of COVID, now I don't I don't have those funds to uh, do that, so it's a little bit a little bit hard. So in the meantime, it, it would be a great feat, I would say, right, right. To, to to make that happen. And uh, I, singles, I, I put out three singles so far, okay. and uh, they're doing okay. I mean, I I wish they would do better, but they're doing okay. So I mean, I haven't made my investment back yet, but I I, I think I will one day. But the the gem of all of this, I own it. Yes. And forever. So my son. And any future grandchildren I may have will have mailbox money. They will have royalties. They will have something coming in for themselves. They don't have to worry about um, uh, anything. Right, right. And how important for any young artists that are listening in to this interview, how uh -huh. important is it if you're, they're able to own uh -huh. their, their music from the start of their career? It's yes. Own the music from the start. From getting a, a manager or or not you don't even you don't even need a manager anymore to be honest with you but you need somebody to help you navigate uh things you need a good booking agent you need to really step up your uh the um a social media presence yeah that's where you really got to do it that's that's the meat of all of this now yeah uh social media and getting the stuff out there yourself i mean uh and having a good team around you to help you just do the things that a record company normally would do yeah, but yeah. this whole thing is that you just gotta, um, it's just gotta own it. Do you think that I mean a lot of artists now? I know that uh, Legacy recently done exactly the same thing in terms of mm -hmm. branched out now and putting our own music out. Do you think the whole label thing seems to have died a death now with more artists having their own label? Oh yeah, it's. It, I mean, what other ways that do that because. I mean, you can sign to to a major, or if, you, if they're still offering the thing. But you, the point is now because of streaming and because of um, the uh, Facebook, the way you make money off of social media, there's no reason to share that. Like at this point, why share that if you can fund it yourself and you can own it yourself? Because see, you never know what's going to happen with your music. Yeah. You never know if there's a a, a commercial. Somebody used one of your songs for a commercial in 20 years from now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you never know what's going to happen. So, in my opinion, the more ownership you have over your publishing, over your masters, over your image, 
over all of that is extremely important. And I don't see, I mean, of course, some people, you know, it's, it's hard to get funding. That's that's not the easiest thing to do. Some people blessed with that. They, they yeah. got a lot of funding and a lot of backers and all that kind of stuff. But if you can take it step by step, like I'm doing, I'm taking it step by step. And I know it's going to build. I have confidence in that. So that's what's going to happen. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that takes us up to date. And when can we expect the new album? Do you Have you got a title for the new album? Yes. The <laughs> album's going to be called uh, Music For Your Soul. Okay. Brilliant. It started out earlier in 2020 as an EP, just as someone that's six songs that were going to be inspirational and will help people get ready for this new decade and all that kind of stuff. And then this COVID thing hit. And it's and of course, it slowed me down financially. It slowed me down emotionally and everything. So I'm just trying to catch up now uh, to try to make the album. But the album will be uh, more of, it will be, have a lot of dance music on it. That's one thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to head towards the dance floor on this one. And also some love songs, but mostly songs of inspiration. Uh, still. And when can we expect that? Although obviously there's a lot of variables at the moment and you, you obviously maybe can't pin it down to an exact date, but yeah. are you like spring, summer? Well, I, think I'm gonna have to, I think I'm going to push for spring now. Okay. Because I couldn't, um, I have to push for spring now because it's just, I was trying Valentine's Day, but you know, I have several other singles coming out soon. So I think I just have to just wait on that. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the massive result, well, it's not actually even a result yet, but <laughs> the predictive... Oh, it's a result. <laughs> <laughs> how, honestly, like, how big is that for every... I mean, it's huge for us here in the UK because this, the whole last four years of this negativity and the, the, the overt racism and this type of oh, stuff, yeah. it's just, it weighs, you know, I'm sure we laugh, we joke, but it does yeah. weigh heavily on everyone's shoulders. So, oh, yeah. what what's with the uh, Biden-Harris combination, you know, are we going into 2021 with optimism? Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody was so excited, so happy, because we're gonna bring back some normalcy, some decency, some class, some uh, fairness back to our White House, to our, our people, our people. The most Americans proud to be an American, and I've been, so, you know, we've been slightly embarrassed over the years. Yeah. Um, over these last four years, I mean, our relations with everybody in the world, you know, we were a place where everybody wanted to come get a chance and, and come. To, you know, it's fun to visit here. It's fun to to move. It's a good thing to move here if you want to try to start a better world. Because there are opportunities here for people if you, you know, if you get fight for it. But it's like what he was doing with that that whole administration was doing was just making us look terrible. I mean, just, it was, it was horrible. It was a horrible feeling. And so it's scary and it's still not over. We're still not over because, you know, he won't concede. <laughs> <He> <laughs> so we have to wait on that. And I think if we gave him a chance, then his supporters should give us a chance. Let, just let us have a chance to get back to some normalcy. They're shouting all this craziness, but we got to figure out how to navigate all that. Excellent, excellent. Well, listen, Mesa, I hope, I sincerely hope 2021 is better for everyone. We can all get yeah, back honey. to work. You know? Yeah. And it would be amazing to have you back in London again. We came close a year ago or so. I uh, know. We didn't quite get the timing right, but I, it's always a pleasure to have you back. I can't wait to hopefully work with you again in the future. 
Thank you, sweetheart. Mesa, before you go, can you tell fans as well where we can all find your music? Now, is it better for people to purchase directly from your website or do they just go onto the usual platforms? Well, they can go to the usual platforms, but if you go to my website, mesa.com, M-A-Y-S-A.com, you can find links to everything there. Okay. And you can buy merchandise and whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, we will be supporting you all the way. And I, I really hope that this the next project is great. And I'm sure it's, it will be. Every album. So. I'm going to try to make it. Every album you do is great. We are ready to support <laughs> you. Honestly, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for taking time out to speak to me. And Thank you, Sierra. I'm looking forward to working with you in 2021. Thank bye you. Bye. See you. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Right. See you. Bye-bye.